you're simply walking down the street. How you carry yourself and act signals to the criminal mind that you are or are not a good target. Do you understand today's threats and how to increase your safety and security? If you don't know the answer, be aware, be prepared. Welcome to Blue U Defense's Surviving the Life or Death Gap Learning System. I'm Terry Choate, co-founder and CEO of Blue U Defense. I want to start by discussing the very foundational elements needed to establishing the real culture change necessary that'll give your organization, family units, and society in general the absolute best foundation for true and real safety. The world's changing, and depending on the perspective from which it's viewed, not for the better. The threats that we face to our safety and security are unique, dangerous, and unlike anything that we've faced in the past. While we're still unlikely to become a victim of a criminal act, the real possibility that we can increases daily. Just watch the news. You can't go for too many days before hearing about yet another incident of mass violence. And while this is recognizably the case, the number of incidents that you don't hear about would absolutely blow your mind. It's becoming extremely clear that the masses are really starting to break free from the it won't happen to me mentality and embracing a new way of thinking about our safety and security, even as it pertains to our children. The best thing is that we're finally starting to see schools and businesses take the potential threat of an incident of violence from happening more seriously. The problem is that while the priority has changed for the better, it's still not nearly enough. In my opinion, if anything entertainment-related, like proms, athletics, dances, etc., are prioritized above safety and security, there's a huge priority problem that needs to be immediately remedied. When I hear objections like, we don't have the time, or we don't have the budget, it makes me cringe because no time or budget simply means that you're placing other things above safety and security. This has to change, and fortunately, albeit slowly, it is changing. Further, although these heightened efforts by businesses and our schools to create a safer environment for our children and employees are very well-meaning, the things that we're doing to accomplish these are typically faulty in their application and therefore, in many cases, have little to no impact on real safety and security. And in some cases, these well-meaning efforts and the products and services that we adopt and believe are doing what we expect they will do can actually create for a more dangerous situation than we originally started with. When setting out on your venture to enhance your organization's safety and security, or more commonly known as active shooter or workplace violence training, we first have to establish our goals. For most companies, the established goals are far oversimplified. For most, simply providing a training course will accomplish these goals. The reality is that a simple training course, especially if not delivered with the proper material and engagement levels, will fall on deaf ears. It's just not as simple as most people think it is. So we have established three primary goals for our partner clients that all combine to establish this critical foundation that I'm talking about. The goals that need to be implemented in order to achieve true safety and security are number one, we want to truly keep people safe. No more training for the sake of training or training that will allow us to check a box and make us feel good that we did something. Training has to mean something and it has to be taken seriously. Number two, we want to mitigate risk or prevent a sudden incident 
of violence from happening in the first place to the extent that we can. Keep in mind, however, that we'll never be able to prevent acts of violence from happening in their entirety, regardless of what we do. Number three, we want to limit vulnerability to our organizational liability. If something were to happen, we want to be able to show that we not only did the bare minimum to provide our employees with the means to say stay safe during that incident, but that we did far more. So what needs to be addressed in order to achieve these goals? Number one, we need to secure our physical site. It really has to start here. We have to look at our facilities and ensure that we've done everything that we possibly can to prevent an incident from happening. And I'm not talking about technology like alarms, cameras, and other similar things. I'm talking about determining what our resources are and utilizing them to create a far safer facility. It's critical to understand that our building is our building, our layout is our layout, and our people are our people. Few have the luxury of rebuilding to enhance these things. So our goal has to be, how do we take advantage of what we already have to work with and determining what we can do to significantly enhance safety and security using these resources? Number two, we have to look at develop and enhance policy and procedure. We've worked with hundreds of companies from some of the smallest in the world to some of the largest. And I can tell you that very, very few have adequate policy and procedure in place. And in most cases, there's no policy and procedure in place at all for these types of threats. And policy and procedure has to be based on reality rather than what simply looks good on paper. Number three, we have to develop a real plan. There's a distinct difference between policy and procedure and a plan. Plan development is a critical element of true safety and security because it's the plan that prepares our employees and, and our students for, what reali for reality and how they will respond to a sudden unplanned incident of violence. Number four, training. Training can either be live, online, or a combination of both. Training, in order to be effective, has to be practical, effective, and delivered in a highly engaging manner. It has to instill a real desire in students to crave more. It has to be seen as easily achievable by those obtaining the training. And then finally, continuous education. Unfortunately, training is perishable. If de delivered properly, it'll be retained for a far longer period of time than if not. So we need to have a vehicle for delivering constant reminders, updates, and refreshers on a regular basis. Additional segments of this learning system will fully explain each of these elements in far more detail. Ultimately, to achieve true safety and security, we need to be able to work through all of these elements and steps. This takes commitment as it requires both time and financial resources. What elements you implement and when really isn't the critical issue. The critical issue is that you're always doing something towards completion and the required follow-through on an ongoing basis. So what are the key elements within each of these steps? What's required to give each of them true meaning and results? We have to start by first establishing a solid foundation that can be built upon and fed on an ongoing basis. Think about it. In order to get anything out of training or programs, it has to start with establishing a foundation that creates a true desire to learn and crave more. Establishing a foundation must include an understanding of the problems before presenting solutions. This is where most training goes very wrong. Typical training delivers solutions without first creating a solid understanding of the problems that we're trying to correct with the solutions. It requires a pure and dedicated focus on surviving the life or death gap. Real safety and security must always be focused on the survival during this time frame. 
We'll explain the life or death cap in, in detail as we progress through this series, and you'll see where most training courses and services go wrong, and why we find large victim counts in spite of the time and effort that was put into survival of such an incident prior to it happening. Surviving the life or death gap, or in more common terms, surviving an active shooter or incident of violence, really needs to be an everyday life skills type of program. It should be taught to children by both parents and schools, employees, church members, and on and on. Our greatest weakness as a society is complacency and the it won't happen to me mentality. And then it does. We have victims and we wonder why. And I can tell you that we're unknowingly creating victims. When we get to this particular segment, you'll clearly understand what I'm talking about, and I can almost guarantee you that you'll agree and truly start to change the way you do things, especially if you have juvenile-aged children. It requires a true culture of safety and a mindset change. It's time to start changing the way we think. It's time to start changing culture and creating a society in which every single member takes the responsibility of safety and security on themselves. Success in this is what would truly create a safer, more aware and vigilant society. And awareness and vigilance are the two most critical elements of true safety and security. The keys to success are many, however not overwhelming or unachievable. The keys to success can be learned and mastered in a short, few short minutes each day. The keys to success can be obtained and mastered all while sitting in a chair. In fact, if anything that you learn from a safety and security standpoint requires you to get out of a chair to learn them, it means that you're likely being taught technique, and technique only works when your training partner is allowing it to work. In real life, I guarantee you, your opponent will not allow you to do anything. So what are we hoping to accomplish with this learning system? Our goal with this learning system is to put everything that is in our head in your head. It's designed to bring First, the understanding level of the problem that's essential before any form of delivery of solutions will make any sense or have any real impact on you. It's designed to be frank and to the point. Some of what you learn may immediately put you in a defensive position. In those cases, please just hear us out and in the end, I'm confident you'll understand, accept, and start to make the changes necessary in your business, school, family units to begin to develop this culture that is starting the starting point of a real change. To accomplish these things, we need to educate, discuss, and debate the many elements surrounding this extremely important topic, and in so doing, begin to create culture change and provide for the necessary mindset change that will truly keep people safe, mitigate risk, and limit vulnerability to organizational liability. We'll have guests that support our thinking and others that'll disagree. In the end, we want this to be something you think about daily. We want you to crave more, and we want you to develop a passion for survival.